Hello, you're listening to Recess. This is a new show by Foodie Canteen. In the next couple of minutes, we'll be bringing you a couple of today's best headlines so you'll be up to date and ready for your next Yam Ta session. All right, so since this is the first episode, why not we introduce ourselves first? Tell me a little bit about yourself, Sulin. So my name is Sulin. I'm an editor with Penang Foodie and I'm also your co-host for Recess. And I'm Castle. I'm a content producer at Penang Foodie and I'm also the host of Foodie Canteen, a little plug here. Foodie Canteen is a show where we sit down with just inspiring um, Malaysians and people in Southeast Asia where people that have gone before us like Bran Lu from Tea Life, Rani from My Burger Lab and Ili Sulaiman. So Celine, how are you feeling today? Um, how are you feeling about doing this uh, new show? Like, are you nervous? Are you excited? Uh, definitely a little bit of everything, I think, is the whole roller coaster bag of emotions. But I'm excited to be bringing the people the top best headlines for today. So definitely. Yeah, so our plan is like to just um, talk about what's going on and every episode I will bring a story, Celine will be, bring a story and we'll just discuss and sometimes insert some personal opinions here and there that might go against your own. Yeah, <laughs> but, definitely we'll have a conversation about that. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I want to talk today about the Olympics. I'm sure some of us mm -hmm. have been watching. Um, it all started last Friday with the opening ceremony and then I believe it was yesterday that the games begin and it's going to go for two weeks um, until mm -hmm. like August 8th or something. So mm -hmm. um, Malaysia has 30 athletes this year in Tokyo. Wow. Yeah. I mean, they are com competing in badminton, archery, swimming, diving, golf. and But I want to talk about badminton because that's the only thing I watch. <laughs> Do you watch like any of the sports? Okay, I have to admit, and people are people might flame me in the comment section for this, but I actually have not watched any of the Olympics because I've been too busy. I'm so sorry. Wait, but do you watch it like uh, usually? I mean, it's no. once every four years. No, not at all. Like in the past, I have never watched the Olympics before. Wait, you're not a sports not person. <laughs> and it's just more like I don't really have the time. I'm so sorry because you study law as well. <laughs> no, yeah, I mean, no, there's there that and also my time management is just like I try to fit a lot in but that's beside the point I think the only match I've watched was Lee Chong Wei versus Lindan because we were oh, all yeah. waiting to see whether <gasps> yes. the next day was a public holiday oh yeah I still <laughs> remember that time wow it was so good. It was such a, such a good match. But yeah, yeah um, talk about badminton right now is 2021. And mm -hmm. Li Zizia definitely crushed it yesterday with 2-0. I just watched uh, some of the playback on YouTube and then mm -hmm. he definitely crushed Ukraine. Like um, yeah. it was 2-0 and then Ukraine's got like 5 the first game and 11 the second. But I just want to talk about, yeah, I just want to talk about something here because some of our teams didn't make it. Of course, mm -hmm. there are some losers and some winners. And then actually Lee Chong Wei took it to Facebook to say something about that. I'm going to oh. pull it up right here. Um, okay. I'm going to quote him, okay? He said that, I've been dismayed by the numbers of online comments abusing our badminton players when they lost. As a former teammate, I felt so much for them. All I want to say is that I know these players, they went to court with only one aim and one goal to win the game. And it goes on to say like how, you know, for every game, there's someone who's going to lose, someone who's going to win. And sometimes <laughs> it's just not your day. And I think yeah. because he said that, because 
online comments started to get really mean when they lost. And then he was like, um, no one wants to go in to court and lose. So if we feel mm-hmm. so like upset on TV, what about them, you know? Yeah. So he's like, goes on to saying like, support them, support Malaysia. And yeah, yeah say like, um, he's very proud of his juniors, you know, like, what, what, what do you think about this? <laughs> like people are sometimes <laughs> very mean online. <laughs> Yeah, people can be quite mean online, honestly. But I would think that generally we find Malaysia can be quite a rallying um, country in the sense that we can be very supportive. I remember one of the, uh, like when Lee Chong Wei was playing Dindan especially, Mm. that was a time when Malaysians really came together. And I really enjoyed that because like everyone was coming together and, you know, supporting him. I'm not sure what the comments were saying because obviously I I I wasn't following. But personally, I think that the fact that you qualified for the Olympics, that in itself is an achievement already. You know? Yeah. yeah. How many people can qualify for the Olympics, you know? 30 in Malaysia. <laughs> exactly. And how many in badminton? You know, they are the best this country has to offer and they qualified for the Olympics. That in itself, we should be proud already. The fact that our name is there. Our name has always been in badminton for the past, don't know how many years, as long as I can remember. Yeah. Yes, people are gonna lose, and it's a it's a fact. It's a it's an inevitability, but they tried their best. They did their best, and I think that if you have nothing nice to say, then don't say anything at all. Because I I can almost guarantee that those people are beating themselves up more than you guys are doing it. So if you can't say something nice, don't add salt to the wound. You know that kind of thing. It's kind of sad. Yeah, <laughs> I don't I know think, why. It's very solemn. Yeah, and I think like Lee Chong always says this also because he's been in their shoes. You know and. Um, like yeah we get upset on TV but for them to be there feeling the heat and and mm-hmm. losing the game I'm sure it's like another level I, I I remember because I used to in high school I was competing in my in my school it was like a homeschool thing and it was yeah. a small game uh, like mm-hmm. in Singapore and I lost and I felt like I felt so bad and mm-hmm. I'm not even an Olympian so <laughs> yeah. it's, and it's also important to remember that the stress of being like showtime right showtime stress is it's there, it's definitely mm. represent. You know, you could play the perfect game for all your practices, but sometimes just that stress of being in this big stadium with all eyes watching, you know, the whole world is watching you, that kind of stress does get to you. Yeah. Yeah, and that infects your performance as well. Yeah. And maybe you can start watching the games with me now. We can watch the next one at 6.20 yes, today. Uh, it's okay. the men's doubles. I think I, want, I just want to keep up to just feel the, <laughs> the, you know, Nagaraku so that we can yeah. be in this. Since like pandemic, you're just at home, like working mm-hmm. and being on social media or reading the news. Like yeah. these two weeks can be, if Malaysians bring home the gold medal, I think it will be something we can celebrate in this really. Yeah. Um, downtimes which brings us to the next story so you want to bring us to that uh, yes so I am the bearer of bad news in this situation because <laughs> I bring us another record that Malaysia has broken unfortunately just in the opposite direction so just yesterday we had 17,000 new cases as of July 25th of COVID-19 mm-hmm. new cases and that is the single the highest single day toll since the start of the pandemic, which was like a year ago. And that's, it's, uh, that's just, you know, that's bad enough that we've yeah. broken that record. But because we broke that record and over the past few days as well, we've been hitting like over 10,000 cases a day. Yeah. So now that officially brings Malaysia's COVID numbers to 1 million infections and almost 8,000 deaths. For reference, Malaysia's population is 31.95 million. So, 
it's a number, you know, when we say we want to get 1 million, <laughs> I don't think we ever meant 1 million infections, you know, and that's pretty... It's it's pretty sad to yeah, see. And as you're talking, I'm actually looking at a telegram telegram for the numbers today. It's 14, oh. 14,516 cases. That's lower than yesterday, to yeah, be honest. We, and we have to go low, so. man. <laughs> it's quite it's quite um it's quite difficult to deal with, especially because of the Delta variant. Yeah. And we see this search and this search is you know, it's not just Malaysia, it's all throughout Southeast Asia. Mm. Malaysia, Indonesia, Myanmar, they are all countries that have experienced the Delta surge. And because of that, we are um, these three countries are also surpassing India's peak per capita death rate, yeah. which means that at one point, you know, India was like the highest, but now we are actually winning India. Mm. Uh, a bit but Have you, have you <laughs> got vaccinated yet? No, actually, that's a very interesting thing. Um, I have been registered for two months, but I haven't gotten my vaccine yet, but I know you have. So how was that experience? So actually, I got it two weeks ago. Um, it was, uh, I had to, everyone was fighting for it, right? Like clicking crazily mm-hmm. on, I use my tablet and then my phone and then my laptop. Uh, <laughs> but I got it for myself and it was, uh, I took a- AZ and I think, I think I cannot speak for everyone because there are people mm-hmm. who... Um, I don't think they're anti-vaxxers, but they don't. They can take it now because of some underlying conditions, and I and I totally yeah. respect that. I'm, of course, I hope that all of us can take it so that we can move the country forward and eventually get herd immunity. But for now, uh, you can make your own decisions. But for me, I wanted to take it because I feel like the best vaccination I can get, maybe maybe Pfizer, Sinovac, or AZ, mm-hmm. is the one that I can get. So if I get AZ, yeah. I'm just going to go for it. So um, yeah, I went to Spice Arena. The process was fairly quick because mm-hmm. I went in and there's a lot of um, process. I wouldn't say a lot of process, but you get to this place and then you meet the first person and then you sign this document with the second person and then you wrote, write this <laughs> thing. It's just like there's so many stations. But so it like wasn't, Treasure Hunt, you know, you're going to go yeah, like yeah, each yeah. game. It's like, like, like in snakes. high school, we used to play those games. So yeah. station, station. Yeah, and ah, then, station games. Right, yeah. that's what it's and called. Then, uh, there wasn't a lot of people, but then when I went to this, um, the arena where everyone is vaccinated, then it's like mm-hmm. crowded, but it's all mm-hmm. socially distanced. I feel safe. I don't feel like, oh my goodness, there's so many people here. Am I going to get COVID? Mm-hmm. Then, you know, but I yeah. felt safe. And then I just went in for the jab and then I sat down for like 15 minutes. They were observing if you feel anything dizzy or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then I left. It all took less than, I would say, 45 minutes. But That's I heard amazing. there are people who, who were waiting for like two hours in KL, but not for mm-hmm. me, uh, not for my case. Yeah. And then I was so scared because I friends who went for the vaccination and they're like, I got 39.5 like fever. I was throwing up. I was like, oh my God. I was like, oh my goodness, I, I don't want that. But then mm-hmm. I came back and then I took the vaccination at 10.30 in the morning. And then I got slight like fever. It wasn't mm-hmm. like hot, but I felt warm at like mm-hmm. seven o'clock. And then it prolonged to the next day till like 11. And then I felt fine afterwards. Okay, I, I ate a lot good. of oranges. Maybe that's yeah. the secret. <laughs> I didn't see. I yeah. mean, for I think this is very personal. It depends on your immune system. Because mm. my dad got his jab and yeah. he's like approaching 60. Yeah. He came back and he was totally unharmed. Like everyone in the family, like thank, thank God he was unharmed, right? Yeah, yeah. But like everyone in the family basically forgot he got his vaccine wow. because he was completely normal. Yeah. Wow, so good. I think that that's is quite personal. It's a personal experience. Yeah. Yeah. But it's important to get it's important to get vaccinated. So we want to encourage people to get their vaccines. Right now we're looking at I think it's nearly half a million 
uh, sorry, nearly half of Malaysia's adult population have gotten their first dose and about 20% have gotten two doses. So that's pretty good numbers, but we're trying to get it up to about 70% so that we can hopefully open our lives again because um, Prime Minister was talking about easing restrictions for those who are fully vaccinated. So one of the things that you'll be looking at being able to do is maybe dine in or maybe just more social activities, um, yeah. sports. I cannot believe we're actually, do you remember when we were younger or like a couple of years ago, all we wanted to do was stay at home and watch Netflix. And now everyone just is, is begging to be let out to do sports to exercise which brings us back to the olympics <laughs> yes which brings us all the way back to the olympics because we are covering yeah i mean everything. because we've been staying home for what one and a half <laughs> year now and yeah yeah and i think i don't know for malaysians because i was actually reading up on the olympics today and um mm-hmm. one one article was writing like how malaysians is not very big on sports I mean, compared mm-hmm. to other countries, like if you say US or China, like USA had, I think, 600 athletes this year in competing mm-hmm. in Tokyo. So it all goes down to from young, are we trained to like love sports? Uh, is there incentives by the government? Or like you said, you don't even watch, watch sports. Mm-hmm. Like we are not yeah. interested. But for me, it was just like I was, when I was younger, I felt dragged to like, I don't want to go under the sun to play like football, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. but but we know that it's all good and healthy for us, may it be in our yeah. body or in our brain. But yeah, I think that's for another day. Yeah, that, that's definitely a conversation for another day. It's just that I think for, for me, at least my experience in government schools was that PE lessons were treated as like secondary priority to other classes. Right. So a lot of times teachers will cannibalize your PE lessons to like teach math or something else. <laughs> You know, they're like, ah, you don't need to run. You know, you girls don't need to run. Yeah, because I went to a girls' school. It's not because they're okay. being sexist or anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, that's just, yeah, you know. Yeah, I guess <sighs> that's all we have for today. We're like, yeah, yeah. How do you end this? Yeah, yeah, that's all yeah. we have for today. Today <laughs> is um July 26th. Monday will be right. Monday. We'll be back again tomorrow on Tuesday and we will catch you then. All right. See you guys. Take care.